So, normally, we start uh, our podcast off with something, you know, a little fun, a little joyous, an event that happened to one of us, or something that crossed paths with our day-to-day lives that's uh, funny that could translate to the listeners. This doesn't happen, it's not actually a, a direct correlation, but I found it in, I found it particularly interesting for middle class people, as we are assholes who bridge the gap between the middle class and uh, I don't know other people. <laughs> we really we don't really bridge the gap. We yeah. just try to connect with other middle class assholes. You're right. You're right. We we bridge the gap between middle class assholes. So mm-hmm. uh, Trevor Noah, the long standing Daily Show host, I think of six years now, is stepping down. Uh, and unfortunate, I like Trevor Noah. I like his work. I like his stand up. I think he was great. I think he did a <clears throat> fabulous job during uh, the pandemic when it was called like the it's like the Daily Pandemic uh, special mm-hmm. or something like that. Um, for those of you who don't know, this show has been on now for like twenty plus years. Craig Kilborn did it the first three years. John Stewart, uh, Trevor Noah for six. Well, was it six years? Yeah, and then a, a slew of people had to be who, more than six years for Trevor Noah because it's twenty sixteen. Didn't he come in? 2016. Okay, because I I know that John Stewart stepped down like before Trump even got like the nomination and all that jazz because he knew that that. Well, maybe maybe it it's like time to, we're like inching towards close to seven years. I, I I'm just like going by what I saw, uh, but you know, spawned a slew of of people who have gone on to bigger and be- bigger and better things. Colbert, uh, like you know, mm-hmm. so things like that. So Noah's. Yeah. Bad people from the original daily shows. Yeah. Oh yeah, and Kilborn, John, John Oliver. Yeah, Kilborn, who went on Steve Carell. Steve, yeah. Um, as I said, Kilborn, who went on to do the Late Late Show after Letterman, who and then of course now mm-hmm. Colbert's hosting the Late Shows, Letterman Show. So here's the quote from Trevor Noah, and I want to pick your guys' brains about this. So, and this has to do with him stepping down. Says I realized during the pandemic he told uh Christ C O T B cut cut. Um everyone talks about work life balance, but that almost creates the idea that your work and your life are two separate things. When in fact I came to realize during the pandemic that it is just a quote life life balance. It's just your life. Your life doesn't stop because you are working. And so if you want to make time for your family, if you want to make time for your friends, uh, and you want to do what you want to do and everything, find a way to create that time. Time is not one thing we cannot increase. I don't think necessarily that that's a quote that Noah is, has a disconnect with middle-class people, but is there, is it a life life balance? I, I get what you're saying. I'm, and I, I believe me, I dissected this ad nauseum. Because I was, I, I was actually kind of angry when I read this. Because I'm like, you know, dude, if I could find a life life balance, yeah, life would be great. But I'm not afforded that luxury. So it literally is a work life balance. The only way I can balance my life is by figuring out how to do less work. But I can't do less work because if I do less work, then I can't enjoy my fucking life because I can't live that because I won't be able to afford it. So here we are. A conundrum we all in the middle class world seek. Yeah, I, I mean, in his situation, and granted, he worked his ass off, and he's a very talented individual, and he's granted this possibility to, uh, has been afforded this possibility rather to work six years and then say, yeah, you know, it's a life life balance thing. Uh, it just, 
again, I don't want to throw shade on the likes of Trevor Noah, a person who I respect as a talent. I just think when you say things like that, middle class people will be like, motherfucker. Yeah. No, I mean, it's not he, the, the motherfuckers are always out of touch, right? They're millionaires. Uh, but I don't like necessarily. I I don't know. I'm the I'm I'm a pretty optimistic kind of guy. Uh, like I don't I didn't get angry by it. Like yeah, it's like oh, okay, cool millionaire guy. But I not being millionaire middle class, I stuck in around a golf today. Like I I've I found my way to a career where I can have a life life that like I don't work. I told I told my fucking boss the other day. I told my boss just quit. I told my new boss, I don't live to work. I work to live. I was like, you will never get an ounce out of me extra than needs to be done. And I'll get my job done. Probably to the better than every other salesman here. And again, that it, it comes down to the career that you end up in. I mean, look, when I was started in radio, I started to I got better at the craft. I learned how to kind of put it away. I learned how to actually kind of do work while I was living because it was, you know, hey, oh, look at that guy. He's weird. And he sit on a park bench talking to a pigeon. I could take that to work tomorrow. Done. Boom, boom, boom. There's a segment. And then when I got to work, I could go through a few news stories. I could ramble up something in my head. Bang, bang, boom. So I didn't have to focus on work. But now. That's not what I do. I have a blue collar job. I can't find any other work around these parts. It would allow me to sneak in around a golf in the middle of the day. feel like that would be frowned upon by the uh, government agency that employs me at this current time. So I, I don't have a choice. You know what I mean? I don't have a choice but to live the way I live. And then there's guys out there that went to a trade school. That, you know, they're, they're literally digging mm-hmm. ditches with uh, heavy machinery. Like they can't, they can't, they don't have that option. Sometimes the job calls for 12 hours a day and that's what you do. Or they'll call somebody else in to come work the levers and get the gig done. But if somebody yeah. like Trevor Noah, I, they, look, bottom line is America rewards the people who entertain us. It's what we are. It's the thing that we produce now. We don't bang out steel. We bang out entertainment. And no, Trevor Noah worked his youth to this point in his life to where he doesn't have to work anymore. But I would find it hard for somebody like that to tell me how to think about the world when that's how he thinks about his personal life. Yeah, you need to uh, manage your life-life balance, Andrew. Come on, (laughs) do better. Be better. Want to be better. Want to want to be better. (laughs) I think the moral of the story is fucking either be a millionaire or don't have kids and do whatever the fuck you want. And don't um, try to come up with a philosophical rule for life when you're answering a random question by some KDBDTT news reporter who asks you why you're leaving. Because if you do give a flippant response, you're going to get raked over the coals when people know your name. That's right. I think that's the that's my only problem with his tenure at at the Daily Show was like at some point in time, they were like, we should just show him fucking pontificating after at commercials or after the episode and like sometimes it was really good content and other times it was like what the fuck are you talking about buddy just shut up just (laughs) just do just do funny political humor in that south african accent 
do you, do, you, do you rank him up there with like the, the Stewart, John Stewart's of the world, and that, that or is, is John, was John Stewart? Is like, he the Daily Show and everything? Everyone else is playing second yeah. fiddle. Yep. Yeah, that's that. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Trevor, yeah. I think he did a good job taking up the mantle after somebody you can't take mantles up after, right? So yeah, like, you're like it's just like um, Doug DeSensei's. Uh, and he's Richard done a lot Richard. of good shit, and I think he brought a lot of good comedians. Like to me, his value comes more in the comedians. I think he brought to the writer's table and to the fort like Roy Wood Jr. is fucking hilarious. Mm-hmm. That fucking Asian guy, I don't I excuse me, I forget his name. I think he's fucking great. Uh like the blonde broad that he has at Jordan fucking Klepper. Like all of those dudes all are individually and ladies are all individually phenomenal. And I think that'll be fucking Noah's legacy, quite frankly. Like that's the good shit that he brought about. Yeah. Now for somebody like myself who leans right like John Stewart, I mean, I was rolling with John Stewart. Didn't matter. Like, even if he was quote unquote offending me, I was still laughing about it because it was a good point, well crafted. Trevor Noah, like, he didn't have that. You know what I mean? He he couldn't. He was like a NASCAR driver. He couldn't turn right, so he just stayed left. And so he he lost me. He did. He lost. He and the Daily Show lost me as a daily viewer. And so I can't say that. You know, he did it. He did it as good. But who can do what John Stewart did? John Stewart's an anomaly. I mean, you get John, somebody like a John Stewart, a Dave Chappelle, Norm Macdonald, a Louis C.K., like a Bill Burr. These guys are like once in a lifetime talents that just thankfully for Stewart kind of lucked his way into that role. Like he wasn't doing anything up to that point. He was doing bad guest spots in Adam Sandler movies. And then all of a sudden he becomes a comedic political commentator who changed the face of news he had he had the john stewart show on mtv let's not tell the guy short i mean that that was like 10 years before he got this gig (laughs) i think i think his like cameo in big daddy gets listed on his credits before fucking the the john stewart show the show that had his name is lower on his own fucking credits like (laughs) he had had the cameo in half baked yes that's that's still that's above it The enhancement smoker. Uh, yeah, that's right. It's, you ever seen a twenty dollar bill? Yeah. <laughs> Good. Yeah, I, I think it's it's also like do do I dislike Stephen Colbert? No, not at all. When I tune into it at eleven thirty on a random chance on a, on a weekday, I'll watch. Um, but I used to specifically go to Letterman because I really like Letterman, and. It's it, it's kind of like in the same vein of like unearthing a king, uh, a goddamn, you know, a staple of an hour of, of a weekday. Am I well, so for- wait, hold on, pause. Let's stop. I need to talk. I need to interject here. So you're a Letterman guy. Uh, I was. Mark, yeah. Do you have a guy? Did you have a guy? Oh, I, I thought as a pure joke teller that Leno had a better monologue, but I thought the entirety of the show was better with Letterman. Okay, and I hated both of those motherfuckers, and I am a staunch Conan O'Brien fan. And no. they did Conan dirty. No, oh yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, they did. They did. They did Conan so dirty. I didn't have, I didn't have time to tune into Conan because he was on for three months as the Tonight Show yeah. host. So there wasn't any yeah, time no. for that. That's nonsense. You could have stayed. had his own shit late, and it's, it's it was always great. Yeah, you could have stayed up till twelve thirty and watched. Yeah, yeah. I and did. That, no, that look, shit on TBS was fucking phenomenal. Yeah. If you if you told me you could have one late night host like be your specific like he, he's going to fine tune 
his monologue, everything, and it's just for you. Mm-hmm. The guy who's going to get my shtick the best is going to be Conan O'Brien. Okay. Conan O'Brien's built for me. Yeah. I listen to his podcast. I mm-hmm. think his uh, his remotes are Incredible. He was supposed to come on his HBO show, the new one that's supposed to come out. It was supposed to be all remotes, like where he went to other countries, cities, and all that stuff. But then the pandemic happened, and they had to put a pin in it. I don't know if it's going to come back that way or not. I think it's around the corner. Then he started doing his podcast. Dude, but Conan just Conan just gets it. Conan's the everyman yeah. funny guy. I mean, Letterman was like your dad's friend who yeah. you, you hope to hold, hold court with. And that's why you tuned in. He was your superior. Conan's my equal. And so, yeah, I would choose Conan all over all those guys. All right. So, so Alan, answer this question. I, guess, because <clears throat> I, I was a Letterman guy. I was one of the few that didn't dislike Leno, but I certainly prefer Letterman over Leno. You uh-huh. said you hate them both. Please explain. Yeah. Uh, no, hmm. I just like, I don't know. For me, and uh, maybe look. Was uh, you, you were a, you, guy, were right? you a Tom Snyder after Letterman in the yeah, early nineties? Yep, yeah, absolutely. I, I thought so. Uh, I thought so. But no, like, uh, like I, I just no, neither of their brands of whiteness really did it for me. Okay. Like, and I was just like, <laughs> man, you know what I mean? Like, like they had funny bits. Like, I think you're probably right. I think I agree that Murr's like my his mo- mo- Leno's monologue was better, and fucking, I think. Letterman, not the better interviewer, but the more interesting one. A lot of his interviews just kind of fucking got weird because right. he was fucking weird. Um, but like, yeah, I just I don't know. No, neither of them really ever sold me. And then I got fucking hip strings, fucking quaffy, fucking redhead, and I was like, sold, done, got okay. me in, and that was it. I never cared about any other late night guy, uh, and t- other than Conan, right. Did you did you did you okay. miss did you miss uh, when they did bits with Rupert G at the Hello Deli next door with Letterman? I mean, oh, that was... uh, yeah, probably. OK. All right. And like, I'm not saying well, that there weren't like great bits and shit <laughs> like, yeah, but they just weren't my guy. I'm just saying. Never mind. Right. I, I will. We'll, I digress. I, I, go on. So for me, here's the thing. Uh, what Carson retired in 92. I was. 13 years old. Mm-hmm. So I remember the Johnny Carson show. And I, I, my parents let me stay up wait, late to watch the, the Tonight Show with Johnny Carson. But see, then I would sneak in later and later when I, as I got older. And that's when I found Leno. And the thing with Leno was Leno was like what happened if they took all of the Tonight Show budget away and then gave it to a wild man. And you got stupid human tricks. You got the stupid pet tricks. You got all the, you got the Stephen Wrights of the world to come on and be comedians rather than the, the Richard Littles of the world. Hold on, what? hold on. You were saying you stayed up late, like post-Carson? I'm saying, yeah, after the Carson show went off, that, I would stay that, up late and I would watch that, that was Letterman. Letter, that was Letterman on NBC. That's, that's what I'm talking about. You said what you, are we missing? You, you said, said Leno. Leno. Yeah. You oh, I apologize. Okay. I I do apologize. Right. I meant right. Letterman. Right. And I would stay up late and watch Letterman. It was like the wheels fell off the Tonight Show, but the guy was still wearing a suit, so it was still supposed to be classy, but it wasn't. And I, as a kid, I still got the joke. But I don't think you get Conan O'Brien without Letterman, and so I think that's why I always had like Letterman was like was my man, and then here comes this Conzy guy, and it's like this guy's fucking. This guy's weird. This guy put the whole package together. He went back to being like the polished host with the wheels falling off. Weird. So he's the best of both worlds. Yeah. I think also with the masturbating bear that with Conan, you also get the uh, you get you get the comedian meets the writer, too. 
you know, I like, and I'm not saying that that uh, that Letterman or Leno weren't writers, but Conan wrote for SNL. He wrote for The Simpsons. Yeah. You know, I mean, I mean, he he understood the production value of, of it all, uh, and then yeah. you know, throw him out on stage, and he can fucking ad lib and and joke. And I again, yes, I I agree. Conan, fabulous. Uh, they NBC did him dirt hay, but he what did he make out with like thirty six million dollars? He'll fucking kill him. It it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 36 million and probably an ulcer and he shared most of that money with his staff and a life life balance life life balance that's that's right (laughs) that's right um the best thing with conan was is like yeah here's we need you to do bits but we're not going to give you any money for them and again i think that's how you get the masturbating bear the random yodeling studio audience member and i've have you ever watched any of the behind the scenes like with him and andy like trying to get the bits together see like and the writers would come out and pitch ideas and it's just conan sitting there like strumming on a guitar and andy like looking through text messages on his phone and if they ever laugh they're like what is what is that and then they'll look at each other like can we work with that we can work with that all right looks like you made it there get out (laughs) just get out don't i don't want to see you again just leave it's so good leave the bit yeah (laughs) Conan and Andy Dick going way back, just making bits backstage. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Middle class holes, everyone. Murr, Allen, and Foxman. Well, so long, Trevor Noah. I think they said they, they're going to do um, – it, it's going to be a, like a kind of a – Rotating. <laughs> rotating thing until they find someone. I, they, they should. They shouldn't do the rotating host. They should find a person to fill in, whether it's you know someone who is uh, embarking as Trevor Noah or, or whoever else. I don't know. John Stewart, maybe do Rod Stewart. I don't know. That guy's dig him up somewhere, you know? Yeah, you want my body. And you think I'm sad. <laughs> Poop my pants. You know what would be great is if they <laughs> if they brought Craig Kilborn back for like the first show without, oh, without Trevor Noah. Yeah, dude. Five <laughs> questions. Come on, dude, dude, dude. Hell yeah. And yeah. and you can't say that Craig Kilborn didn't have an impact because that show wouldn't have existed for John Stewart if Craig Kilborn didn't prop it up for just long enough to be yeah. taken over by somebody. And in fact, the five questions were so powerful that I know that a young Wesley Fox, being what were you athlete of the week, were asked the five questions by the one of the local newspaper writers, and oh. they asked young Wesley what your favorite uh, what your favorite network was. That's correct, and Wes. Being a bright young man said CBS when they said no. I'm sorry, Mr. Fox. The correct answer was Fox. Yeah. And you know why I said CBS? Because I'm a Letterman guy. God damn it. That's why. <laughs> That's so ridiculous. <laughs> it's not ridiculous at all. Yeah, I'll have to dig up. I have that uh, frame somewhere. Uh, I'll, Alan, I will take a picture of that and send it to you and we can share it with the world. Via the podcast, yeah. They the Cecil Wig used to do five questions with. That's the best part about it. You should just take a picture of the title page of the fucking paper. The Cecil Wig. Cecil Wig. So uh, that's the funniest part of the whole fucking thing. <laughs> What's what is so funny about the publication that's title? The most preposterous old timey newspaper <laughs> name you could ever have. Like the Cecil. Wig. No, you're right. You're right. Fair enough. W H I G. Okay, it's classy. <laughs> It's named after now defunct fucking old timey political party. Like <laughs> they, they, meant, wore they, they meant wore wig. They wore They meant well, <laughs> kind of. I think I don't know. 
And then uh, 200 years later, a young West Fox was asked questions of a Craig Kilborn fucking daily show. Yeah. They asked me <laughs> like, about, let's see here. They, they, they did a tribute question about Dewey. This is my brother. It was like, what's the uh, card catalog system of a library? Dewey decimal system. They asked me something about who was, ah, Christ, X-Files. Who played Gillian Anderson? It's, she was... Gillian Anderson. Scully. Agent Scully. Scully is Gillian Anderson. Who's who's Agent Scully's partner? It was Fox Mulder. Mulder. Yeah. Fox Mulder. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then there I, I don't know what the, the, the other thing was. I, I don't know. But yeah, I was like, what, what's your favorite uh what's your favorite network? And I was like, oh shit. Oh, CBS, of course. <laughs> 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 anyway, so hold actually, on. hold on. And that I, I, I after the yeah. other questions, because if you were thick enough to not pick up on it after those, the the preceding questions, yeah. Sorry, bro. <laughs> I don't recall the uh, like how the questions were like in which they came out, but I will say, like three years later or two years later, that uh, that that segment became defunct, and they they did like a recap, like, hey, we're do we're doing away with five questions, and they actually brought that question up. As like a hey, here's an idiot who answered it incorrectly. Look at this idiot. <laughs> was, see, Wes Fox said in 1999, didn't it do? I was like, oh <laughs> Christ! And actually, hold on. Now that we're talking about this, the day that paper was printed, my sophomore year of high school, there was a bomb threat, and they stuffed us all in the goddamn uh, gymnasium. So wow. I'm looking around like, yeah, no one around here reads. Why well, see fucking like 50 fucking newspapers jammed up in people's faces? Like, oh man, <laughs> everyone reads. People are like, <laughs> Nelson Munsing me. <laughs> Assholes. Yeah, yeah. Fuck it, whatever, man. Middle class holes, everyone. Let's get into some real, real shit here. So uh, <clears throat> Rosie, Mar Rosie Moore, Florida, she's a scientist. Doesn't really tell us what... Uh, She's a botanist, I presume. I don't know. Florida scientist who works mainly with sharks and reptiles, uh, but tapped into a niche market where she started diving deep uh, in posing. <clears throat> Excuse me. Sorry. That wasn't <laughs> that wasn't a glitch. I had a legitimate burp here via my cellar. Um, so basically, she has merged her botanist career with sexy uh, posing sexy for Instagram. Uh, Moore uh, works in the public sector for the city of Delray and Florida Southeast Coast Water during uh, for resource management. And her day to day includes getting hands on with fearsome beasts. So I do a lot of other things on the slide, including uh, python hunting, shark diving, tagging various species like alligators. A 26 year old originally from Missouri told the Business Insider. So as a side biz, she poses sexy. She says she prefers to uh to keep it professional in terms of the botanist side of the house but hey man when the going gets tough the tough get yeah. going um as as the models that when, you, when you're talking to somebody you find out that you're a scientist it's almost like they respect you for the changes uh what's she what's she sipping on there some sort of herbal drink there so she wrangles alligators and she poses sexy in sexy scenes I don't even know what to say. I mean, was it your thoughts on someone who's now cashing in on her sexy figure? No, nah. Alan, I'll let you start. I mean, good for her. I think uh, I didn't see anything about her being a botanist, and that really doesn't track for the fucking the work she's doing. So we'll get back to that. But either way, fucking, there was a passage where it said where she said there's a niche market for girls 
who can like free dive with like sharks and whales. And I was like, huh, go ahead, bitch. That's a great idea. Like that, I, that's an entrepreneurial lady. And I give it to her because like, if I was not petrified of both sharks and the ocean, I would. And I was also a beautiful white woman. I would fucking free dive with sharks and have another fucking person take pictures of me. I would absolutely do that. <laughs> I can't. I, it's not in my fucking skill set. And so good for her. I'm mm. proud of her, actually. So for, first of all, they, they just say scientist. I, there's no botanist in this. Okay. But it also says racy modeling side hustle. And I mean, okay, Alan, you're a pretty good judge of a judge of this. Is that racy? Uh, no, I don't say so. Maybe okay. now the like the herbal tea one, maybe. I think they're throwing around like that adjective a little too willy nilly. Like, I mean, are they racy? Yeah, they're, they're sensual. Them. They're hot. Yeah, they're yeah, hot picks. Yeah, okay, yeah. they 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 they'll they'll get your moisture level up. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but <laughs> I actually think. Sorry, go ahead. I actually think this is good for women. Believe it or not, because most women who look like that, they don't try to study any kind of intellectual field. They just simply try to become the in the influencer, and that's it. How many hot chicks out there who have a a good head on their shoulders, a good working brain, uh, have the ability to market themselves in some capacity, would also have the ability to do some good for the world if that was a marketable skill. Instead, we've had all these homely, ugly chicks out there, and that's all they're good at is using their mind. Well, man, if you can mesh the mind and body together, maybe you'll convince other young ladies to go into fields of science and math and all of these things because that's sexy now. Hey, this chick, look at her. Every dude wants wants her. Every woman wants to be her. She can go out and she can do her botany and her snake science and all the other shit. And she can also cover the page of a swimsuit Sports Illustrated magazine. Like, this is, to me, this is actually a good thing. This is a positive body image slash mind image that girls need to see. I didn't really think about that. And there was sort of a backhanded fucking homely girl uh fucking fucking knock that Murth threw out yeah he's like they only I use their that. minds god god forbid <laughs> yeah I, I would like but, to meet homely girls that look like I, this I, I, <laughs> look i don't i didn't think of it i kind of fucking agree like yeah. it's not he's right like i i took some hard science classes and let me tell you there wasn't one of those in there like yeah. but so, ones that gave a shit anyway. i was fair <laughs> I was, I'm, you know, I'm being a little funny, but uh, how many hot girls out there, very attractive women, young ladies, whatever, you get what I'm getting at. How many of them think that their only path to success is through their looks when there might be an equal shared path? Like, oh, I can be smart and hot, and that might be the better option for me. So I'm just saying how many hot girls have, have pursued, quote unquote, hot girl paths instead of like, you know, the sciences. Yeah. When this somebody like this becomes a role model, it's like, oh, I can use my brain and people will still look at my body. Okay, <clears throat> so I'm, I'm going to do you one better, at least in my opinion here. So she has uh, been quoted in this in this particular article adamant about like, this is my passion. I do the modeling thing for money. And I would say if you're in if you're in that understanding the fact that, look, you can make money in both. You can probably make more money in modeling if you want to do your passion and then look a life life balance. Here we are. You can, you can do your life and then you can. Also, again, this goes back off. to career selection. 
is wrangling crocodile. I mean, yes, it's work, but it's fucking cool. Doesn't say like to me. It seems like it, if I was a trained professional, that would not be necessarily work, but like kind of fun, or you know, or free diving with sharks. If I wasn't, as I mentioned before, petrified of both. So like, yeah, well, I, I I'm with it, man. I like. It. I'm a big fan. Yeah, she's doing good. She got the mind. She just she's a scientist. We don't know what kind. Very vague. So she's probably not a scientist. <laughs> but that's fine. We we'll call her one. And we'll slap a lab coat on her, and she's a fucking scientist. But she's also yeah. hot. Yeah. And by the way, don't you get extra, extra like just like bonus hot points if you are smart? Like if okay, like again, maybe I mean this chick's obviously smoking, but like what if she was like an eight? The fact that she's going out wrangling an alligator in a dude's mind doesn't that pump her up to a nine? Because I mean, she can get her hands dirty. Pump like a four. That might pump like a four up to a nine, honestly. Depending right. on the drink, the alcohol consumption, yeah. like depending upon the size of the alligator too. It's, it's that's also footer. true. That's that's nonsense. We talking, we talking she wrangling like small caiman, or are we talking fucking crocs? Yeah, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, don't like the idea of her <laughs> caiman. <laughs> caiman. All right, God damn it. <sighs> that's oh, ridiculous. <laughs> hope you're all inspired, Rosie Moore. Check her out. She's a, a scientist in Florida. <laughs> Works mainly with the sharks and reptiles. She's an assorted scientist. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it seems pretty legit. <laughs> I wonder if I wonder if, like she went out on an expedition with these guys, and she's like, "Man, I won't be a scientist." And some guys just trying to get in her pants, like, "Baby, you are a scientist." <laughs> P PhD in science. It's like, <laughs> it's like he was like, "Fun fact: When you're out on a ship like this, we can make you a scientist, sort of like a knight in England." So come on over here. You're a scientist now. <laughs> this reminds me of that scene with Dennis Leary from Who's the Man when he asked Dr. Dre, okay, did you get to uh, earn that degree? Nope. You nope. go to doctors? Nope. You, you go to med school? Mm -mm. Don't got that one in the recall. <laughs> My brother, $125,000 in debt. We call doctor. <laughs> this fucking guy. <laughs> All right. Enough about sexy scientists who have... I don't know, degrees and God knows what. We're going to move on to people who have degrees and God knows what. Made billions of dollars doing it. Friend or foe? Hit us That's with right. Uh, the most famous not-so-sexy scientist, Elon <laughs> Musk, is back in the news for his Neuralink company. Alan, um, you're aware of Neuralink, correct? Yes. All right. I just want to make sure before you call him a, uh, a snake oil salesman that we, we get all of his businesses in a row here so elon's been working on his Neuralink program and apparently he's getting set for human trials however there's an exclusive saying that elon musk's Neuralink botched experiments with monkeys are a total malpractice including uh, brain hemorrhages internal lab notes say that animals were kept alive all while suffering uh here's some of the bullet points a former Neuralink employee told the dailymail.com that quote there was no reason to administer bioglue into the skull of a monkey during an implantation surgery. The neurologist allegedly used more than five times the amount of adhesive that leaked into the monkey's skull and caused the brain to hemorrhage. The person said that all the animals used in Neuralink's tests were, quote, sacrificed. These issues are a part of a lawsuit by a group of doctors against the University of California, um, saying that the experiments were held in a way that was not uh, necessarily, quote-unquote, 
scientific. So what do you guys think, friend or foe, to make a neurological, bionic, symbiotic humanoid, do you have to crack a few monkey skulls to make the omelet? Yes or no, friend or foe? Wait, it, hold on. Is it, am I friending the fact that you got to crack a few monkey egg, monkey skull eggs to do it? I mean, yeah, I guess so, because you definitely got to crack a few monkey skulls to fucking get get to where we're trying to go here. Um, but I foe the whole fucking thing. So, <laughs> so yeah, I guess. But are you fro- you foeing the fact that it used like Billy Mays, like putty paste? And then just did it, put it in a caulk gun, and, and uh... yeah, that was probably part of it. Um, well, like, no, like I don't even care. Like, I mean, I guess do it if you want to. I don't want one of those. And weren't your kind fucking like screaming about fucking vaccines having microchips in them? And we're we're cool with this. Wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. Yeah, you got to take it. If I'm the fucking liberal, you're the fucking whack job. So you got to take it. Fuck it. That's it. I don't, I don't, I don't know. That's an equal. You accept it and you move on. Yeah. So fucking like seriously, that this is okay. Yeah, I got I got my third booster, my BA5 today. I I tell you, I, I basically normally I, I feel a little weird. I feel like my nipples. My nipples are hard. I don't know why. First of all, my nipples telescope now, like antenna. <laughs> Fuck, crazy. They, they, get the, they, they pick up the 5G, baby. No, they watch what? the drone birds that are flying around. It's true. It's how you remote control them. <laughs> First of all, my people, whatever, I, I've i got three experimental juices coursing through my veins. So I don't care what those people have to say about anything. Um, But no, uh, I do want to read one other thing. It says the billionaire startup is accused of violating the Animal Welfare Act with his experiments at the University of California. Um, sure. I feel like any time you're going to crack open the skull of any creature in order to implant some experimental computer chip that literally wires into the brain tissue, there's going to be a few problems before there's a few successes. Mm. So what do we want here? Do we want blind people to see? Do we want paralyzed people to walk? Do we want to eventually become the symbiotic Borg of the real world so that we can actually, I don't know, evolve into some human-computer hybrid so that we can fully uh, receive the messages of God? I don't know. Maybe a few monkeys got to die. So, okay, <clears throat> but may- maybe, maybe the real problem with this is, okay, if you're going to do this with monkeys... But are I guess I mean I hate to say this subjectively unwilling because the monkey's not going to be like yeah you know what crack it open fire that chip in there yeah and then you know use the Billy Mays putty paste to to you know see my uh, skull open but um because because if 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 that's what we're going to do to enhance human life it's going to have to happen i'm friend for that it's that's it i'm and i'm sorry close the door don't let me know about it it's like it's kind of like people like you don't think conspiracy happen conspiracies happen no conspiracies happen but it's behind closed doors for the better of fucking human society the big ones that's all bullshit but i don't know like uh, do you think we can find someone that's between somewhat cognizant and soon to be uncognizant with, uh, with, you know, um, Christ, what do you, with, what the hell is that? But, uh, 
we like cerebral palsy or no, something. No, we're forgetting forgetting stuff. Sorry, I, I, Alzheimer's. Alzheimer's. Yeah. Can can, yeah. can you can you find a subject that's just like willing to write off their life and be like, yep, put it in me. I'll be the goddamn. Uh, I, I will be the or the person after, or, or if I'm not the, I will be one of the first ones that figures out that you can't do this. Yeah, yeah. There's people in line for this, but they won't let them get to those people until yeah. they do animal trials. Yeah. And so now it's like. Mm. Okay, they're going to botch some animal trials. Bef- like that's the point of animal trials. Like, what do you what do you want? Like, what's the balance here? Because you you can do, you can put a concept on a on a whiteboard and say this is how it will work, mm-hmm. but you have to have proof of concept, which would be inside the monkey brain. And yeah, if you tell him, you can, you have to expect failure. I, look, I'm all for whistleblowers like blowing up companies for doing things that are terrible, but. Every now and again, man, there's got to be a couple company secrets to just kind of like you said, close the door, yeah. lock it up. Nothing leaves this room, guys. You're going to see some see some freaky shit. OK, it's morning. A couple this things. Is this problem, is like, like, go ahead, Alan. Okay. I was going to say, this is, Alan, this is your benefit. This is like a couple things. Like, first of all, Alan did say once dogs don't speak monkey. So we don't know what. Uh, and two, and I don't know if you, Alan, Maybe if you. If you remember this, you said talked about uh, boom mic guys getting tossed over while like fishing in the Baltic Sea. Like they probably lost hundreds of you. We don't need to know about that. You yeah. probably were like, yeah, look at that catch. Boom. Like, All right, get someone else out. Get another don't worry hand. About it. Antonio's gone. Get us a new one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I look. I agree with the with the main point, right? Like, look, if we're gonna do it. Some monkeys are going to die. We can't do it on like rats or like fucking whatever. Like, cause you know, the alternative is like, oh, just test your lipsticks on rabbits and that's fine. Like, you know what I mean? But like, we can't, we need monkey brains because they're close to our brains. So like, I get it. I just don't want it. So <laughs> I'm like, nah, I guess uh, you're against the, the actual, yeah, the I don't want to be a fucking cyborg unless we're talking about like until unless we're getting video game with it like yeah like everything fucking, like replace whole fucking limbs with like robot arms and shit like if we're in ta- if we're getting there sometimes then okay maybe let's talk about it uh but yeah like it, look and again my point what my major point was private sector you don't get to hide shit because there's like laws and stuff mm-hmm. what you do is you do that shit on the government dime. <laughs> it doesn't fucking matter. Well, obviously the government's now against Elon Musk. They were with him. They were with him when he invented the electric car, and then when he first shot his first astronauts into space. But then he got a little mouthy, <laughs> and, then <they> kinda, <laughs> and then they've turned against him all of a sudden. Well, he's had a lot of fucking oddball shit go on since those two pinnacle achievements. So, yeah, yeah, he's yeah, look, he's he's just playing the game. He's having. I think he's got a good life life balance. If I'm being honest, I think so too. I actually do agree with that. I think his life is work, but if work is life, this is like a weird logic problem. Elon's living his best work. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's true. You think think about like what what some of this Neuralink stuff is supposed to uh, either enhance and or cure. You know, forty, fifty, sixty years from now. Let's be honest. Us three, we're probably not going to reap the benefits of it. That's fine. No. And that's fine. But our children, our children's children, if you if you say like like paralysis, uh, uh, Alzheimer's, brain cancer, or other type of cancers that spread from that, uh, you know, and I I hate to say depression because then I start I start 
you start digging into people's psyche. But yeah. uh, you know, let's 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 draw a line. I'm like, hell yeah. Throw those chips in those motherfuckers. Let's do it. Yeah. And then throw some throw some chips into my balls. I Christ, fucking enhance them. Make them bigger. Yeah. <laughs> I don't I think that's they don't, they don't need chips for that, I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um but as far as it, at the at the surface level, he wants to get motor function and put a the broadest spectrum of motor function uh, into that definition. So like if your eyes don't work, he can tap right into the visual cortex. Sure. Um He's deaf, basically right? like it's, it's deaf and blind, right? Deaf seems like the easiest. Yeah, deaf does seem the easiest. Blind seems like the most, and kind of, and I'm paraphrasing him, like the most easily miraculous. Yeah, is like do these do these flesh balls work in your head? Okay, well we can fix that connection with this chip. Mm-hmm. And the other thing that's happening right now, he should, is, yeah, no, if he was really crafty, he'd make them all colorblind so we could fuck with them. <laughs> these sack these socks match. <laughs> when we get there, there's probably going to be a full, few colorblind ones that come out of the first. <laughs> like, and, no, and don't worry about and that. And they'll happily wear miscolored socks. Like, yeah. oh, all right, whatever. <laughs> You'll get vision, but you're cockeyed now. You just got one to hang down here, and it just don't go nowhere. I mean, whatever. Yeah, these, people, these people will be happy as could be. Like, yep, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Well, yeah, and then the other one is like that, you know, just bypassing the spinal cord and just putting wires up your back tapping right into your brain and then you can walk again i mean that's that that's a that could potentially be a modern day miracle the other thing that's not happened yet which is probably why all the billy mays paste in the brain um he's (laughs) the other part to Neuralink is they're building like these uh assembly line style like machines that will like cut the hole in your head well those aren't ready yet (laughs) so it's just it's just old willie over here with a (laughs) A fucking bedazzler, like trying to etch a spot in your head to put this quarter size thing in. No, so yeah, they 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 have they have a drill bit. So, so it's not it's, it's not Elon Musk. They have a drill bit that will stop when it gets to a certain point in your skull. Sure, but he's he has a machine that he's developing uh-huh. where you just lay down and it does the whole procedure without human hands. Mm-hmm. Right now they're using human hands, and human hands are a little shaky. Yeah. Like every time. We talk about this motherfucker. It's just like he's got this other thing though. So he's got he's killing monkeys because he's got fucking Willie in the corner, fucking jamming chips into fucking people's brain or monkey brains and gluing them together with fucking Billy Mays paste. But fucking he's got a machine that's gonna fix that one too. He's got he's also got another machine that's gonna bore holes and send us cross country in an hour. <laughs> he's, we're supposed to be on Mars already, growing potatoes. Like when's this guy shit gonna work? <laughs> I'm waiting. You make a fair point. You make a fair point. He he he's always said, "I'm an engineer." And what do engineers do? They solve problems. And every time you solve one problem, guess what happens? You got to solve another one. They gave you the Tesla. Do you drive one? I can't afford I, it yet. I see engineers work every day on drawings of construction sites, and they don't fucking earn the money they get paid. <laughs> Yeah. And by the way, Mer, what, what what was it that was specifically like called like the the uh, skull caulk or whatever it is? Uh, bio paste. Right. Bio, 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 bio glue. I'm I'm really glad that, that I coined it Billy Mays paste. By the way, I'm I'm, I'm glad that I Good. I'm glad that I fucking implanted it in your guy's brain. And by the way, it's technically Flex Seal that you're referencing, mm. which was not yeah. a Billy Mays product. However, had Billy Mays 
uh, survived his massive cocaine addiction, it definitely <laughs> would have been promoted by Billy it has, Mays. It has new Billy Mays, though. Yeah, which is just it's just another dark bearded, dark haired, bearded guy. With now like, it's, no, it's no, he, he doesn't he, have a beard he, and he's got a lisp. He had mighty putty, muddy putty, mighty putty, mighty putty. Yeah. Did he really? He sure, he, he sure did. Like, uh, Hi, Billy Mays here for mighty putty. All right, <laughs> Billy Mays here. <laughs> God. And then he had his, his partner, Stephen Regal, fucking like that had to take over the company after he was done. With the wrestler? <laughs> I don't know. He looked a lot like him. It's crazy. <laughs> Lord Stephen Regal. Lord Stephen Regal. He was pimping some kind of uh, so, some mop head after uh, Billy Mays died, which Billy was supposed to do. But uh, Billy didn't make it. He didn't make it the other side of that uh, cocaine high, man. <sighs> Do you think the Neuralink would have helped his with his cocaine addiction, or I think so. Ah, uh, yeah, absolutely would have helped. Him. I mean, he could have gotten that rush with the just with his iPhone, just pop an app in there. It could have helped him smell again. Probably <laughs> <laughs> can't fix your uh, can't fix your nasal passages. But hey, tell you what, Elon Musk, if you're listening, why don't you build fucking artificial nose bridges for people to fucking replace their nose bridges after they blow it all up their nose? <laughs> Just, yeah. just thinking, hey, look, more attainable goals is really what I'm saying. Right. <laughs> Crawl before you walk. Yeah. Right. Look we'll to bars one day. Right. With, with cocaine noses. <laughs> I, I, I was about to make a joke about cocaine addicted quadriplegics, but I, I will. Uh, okay, we're done here. Even just that was too much. Yep, yep, yep. Murr, wow. you're pondering yeah. something here. Let's go. Oh, no, I'm just thinking about, like, that, that poor bastard's got to convince somebody to, like, draw him a line, like, every, like, 20 <laughs> to 30 minutes, you know? Yeah. Yep. And he God. does. And, and with Neuralink, with Neuralink, he could cut his own lines. I mean, let's think about the less fortunate for a minute there, Alan, sure. before you poo-poo all these ideas. What <laughs> if you were addicted to cocaine and you had to convince your grandma to go into your sock drawer and fucking cut a big rail out for you? I don't know. I'm a persuasive guy. I think I'd feel <laughs> right. This is also assuming that Alan kept it's my medicine. Kept coke in a sock drawer. <laughs> it's right there. I swear. Every, everybody knows I keep it in a sugar bowl on the counter. <laughs> it's for everyone. <laughs> uh, well, tell us your Next. thoughts on friend or foe with the uh, cocaine-filled monkey brains. All right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's the name of the episode, by the way. Cocaine-filled monkey brains. <laughs> Voila, folks. <clears throat> All right, Andrew, you got some friend uh, fun. I got some friend fun fact Friday for us. Oh, I've got some friendly fun facts for you fuckers on a Friday. Of course, brought to you by your fun fact friendly friends over at the Shin Splints Recovery Group. Did you know that once the Neuralink is implanted in your monkey brain? that your shin splints will no longer be a problem. <laughs> it will just simply erase the neurosensors in your shin area that can't be healed by any other method than rest and repeated rest. Rest, repeat, rest. That's how you cure your shin splints. Alan? I've heard Billy Mays paste actually works wonders. <laughs> That's right. Eat it, snort it, and rub it on the shin. <laughs> it's moisture activated for whatever you're going for. Want to get high? Keep it dry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
holy shit. Oh, so find the Shin Splints Recovery Group online on Facebook. Here you go, folks. Five fun facts for you on a Friday. OMG facts. Did you know the Earth's atmosphere is proportionately thinner than the skin of an apple? Damn. I see Wes's brain rolling here. So if you blew an apple up to the size of the Earth, the skin would be thinner than our atmosphere. Damn, man. So why why do uh, do astronauts... Why, why does NASA always worry about entering it? Just blast through that apple. Right through that apple skin. That's a good point. Yeah. So are apple skins... I I'm just thinking... <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I'm, now I'm thinking of like like a giant like Galactus-type creature biting into the Earth, and it has an easier time slipping through the, through the shell. <clears throat> You're saying like a... You said the atmosphere, right? Not the crust. Yeah, the atmosphere. But still, like, I mean, it's like a skin. So, yeah. proportionately, it's thinner than it would be on an apple. Mm-hmm. That's a weird analogy that they utilize yeah, for that fact. That's just the foreskin. But proportionally, it's still, like, two miles thick. So, uh-huh. I mean, it's still huge, right? <laughs> yeah, it's got a huge foreskin. <laughs> yeah, that's, that makes sense. I would think Earth would have a huge foreskin. That checks out. <laughs> I mean, that's uh, <laughs> so the so the Earth's not Jewish. All right, fair enough. <laughs> Muzzle tough. <laughs> Didn't know. Oh, and happy Hanukkah, by the way. I think by the time this episode comes out, it should be about that time. <laughs> yeah, <It's> true. <laughs> Did you know? Researchers found that imagining doing exercises actually increases muscle strength. Wait, what'd you say? Researchers <laughs> found that imagining, uh, yes, <laughs> researchers found that imagining doing exercises actually increases muscle strength. I've heard that. I th- That's a fun fact that I've heard before. I have, I have a hunch that this has to do with the same type of like train of thought that people who retire uh, typically uh, perish or die faster. <clears throat> so if you think, you know, mind over matter. Not to say that like, like mind exercises are more you know, effective than regular exercises, but if you're not going to exercise, think about exercising. <laughs> but here, hold on. I've got to go back because I, I know you're right about the retirees that, that drop dead. But isn't that the retirees that like only identify with the job they did for 30 plus years? Well, yeah, they, did, they didn't have a lot. They didn't have a life life balance. Okay. There's not the Trevor Noah's of the fucking world. We get it. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, I, yeah. You're right. That, that there's, there's a good, there's a good theme running through this episode, <laughs> but no, like I, I dream of retiring. So like when I retire, am I going to like, is there like going to be like a ray of light that shoots from my body as I transform into the Hawk and go out and fucking lay on a beach somewhere? No, you, should, I, you should think about working. Fuck nope. that! <laughs> you're, gonna, you're gonna leave on a Friday and then wake up on Monday and like accidentally drive to work and be like, "Fucking hell!" Uh-huh. Yeah, but you know what? I wouldn't even be mad at that because by the time I got there, realizing I didn't have to clock in, yeah, I would probably just stand in the parking lot like a fucking loser and just laugh at all my former coworkers as they fucking load their trucks for a day of misery. Like, <laughs> but then, like then. See, this is what happens. Human psychology is crazy, right? So you're going to get to that point and you're going to be like, ha, ha, ha. And then they're all going to go to work and you're going to be like, I don't have a purpose in life. 
And like, and, and that's why retirees die because they come to that. Like, it all seems fun and dandy until you get to that realization where you've made work your life, and you're yeah. like, "Well, I've got no, I've got no personality. That was me, and I'm dead now." I'll tell you what. Something that stuck with me, and this is when, and doesn't matter that it's Donald Trump, but it was it was Howard Stern talking about Donald Trump, saying how old he was. He's like, how many how many summers he got left? Eight, nine, ten max. He got ten summers left. You're gonna spend four of them doing this? What are you? What are you crazy? And I I think about that every day I go to work. I'm like, okay, and I think about it in a positive way. All right, you got twenty of these days. You got twenty of these days left. Okay, you got twenty of these left. Fuck these, fuck them to hell, God, dude. Doesn't go, the the government isn't there like a downtime with the government? Don't they like isn't the summertime a downbreak downtime for them? Yeah, not for us. Maybe with the guys working the desk. Yeah, what's the slow season? Yeah, it it is the summer. It, now it's definitely okay. Um, you okay? So Christmas, obviously November, late November through late December. That's the heaviest. And then uh, January is pretty heavy because of all the gift cards. And then February, we start to slow down. March, April, May. That's where it's just like, that's where you're on easy street, baby. Mm-hmm. And then everybody starts going back. Yeah, that's when you need, to go, you need to go to Key West, Peru. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Costa Rica. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah, Costa Rica. Belize. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Come on, man. Start a compound in Belize. <clears throat> Get easy. silly. Start a compound in Elkton. You seen those fucking zombies that walk around that joint? Jesus Christ. (laughs) Did you know rats laugh when you tickle them? (laughs) Jesus. (laughs) Can can you tickle a rat without getting your hand mauled? Yeah. (laughs) Hey, fella. Ever seen somebody with a pet rat? You never. There wasn't a weird kid at your school that had a fucking pet rat. It's like I, hamsters and gerbils. I don't know about a rat, dude. I, when, gerbils are worse. No, they I, are. I, I had gerbils growing up. Rats they are like intelligent. Them. Hamsters and gerbils are fucking useless. I, yeah, I have, like, hold on. First of all, I have a good story about a gerbil when we when we when we want to get past this like whole rat tickling thing. Does it involve your butthole? Mm, no. Okay. All right. Does it involve Richard Gere's butthole? Involve any person's butthole. No, tell your gerbil story because I'll get back to rats. All right. Uh, One day I had the gerbils gone. Okay. Uh, And then a month later, me and my my dad's friend, uh, Murray, you know him, Rick Bailey. We were like fishing around. He was doing some work around the house and he was like, damn, use this gerbil underneath your uh, dresser. And I was like, damn, that fucker escaped like a month ago. And he had an arm missing. So presumably he escaped. One of the cats in the house fucking attacked it. And he'd been hiding underneath the dresser, unfed for a month with a <laughs> with an arm missing and then lived for another three years. Wow. Yeah. It's hilarious. To me. <laughs> it was hilarious to me. I was like 14. I was like, holy shit. I, I thought you were dead, bro. <laughs> and then he lived until you were 17 and didn't care about him anymore. That's a no, wild. I, mean, I fed him sunflower seeds and stuff. Jeez. Can you imagine he's just cowering, fucking missing a, missing a whole limb. Yeah. For like a month. I, I remember it was like the last year we went to church and we had these two gerbils. And we went out to church for the Sunday, came back, and I guess Thunderdome happened while we were away. And one gerbil laid, flayed, and eaten 
by the other gerbil inside his little terrarium. Oh, were they? They're not from the same family, right? Because that's that's what happens. I think that's what it is. Yeah. Well, they fought. They fought to the death, and one of them won. And then uh, we, about a year later, we, one gerbil left. We painted the kitchen, and it must have been like mid-November. We were painting the kitchen. We had to take every or the dining room. We took everything outside. And uh, including the gerbil. And then about nine o'clock that night, my mom's like, oh, we forgot to bring the gerbil in. And we went outside to grab the gerbil. And he was frozen in place like a statue. <laughs> Should have made him an ornament. Yeah. Bronzed so, him. Hey, what was that? Oh, yeah. you, can't, you can't tickle rats. <laughs> oh, yeah. You can tickle rats in the laugh. <laughs> every, every time we go to um, like PetSmart or Petco or whatever, I take the boy in there. I'll go over and I'll go, you know, go over to the hamster section and there's like mice and rats. Rats, the white rats are like, they look, they look actually like cooler than the, because I know what a guinea pig and a hamster do. They just, at least a rat can run a maze. Mm-hmm. Except don't get the, don't get male rats because the, the balls hanging out like that from the tail is just weird. The balls tickle probably more. They like tickle the balls, they probably laugh more. did you know any free moving liquid will form itself into a sphere in outer space because of its surface tension that makes sense i've heard that actually would you hear that just fucking like random fucking science facts i'll be researching remember trivia buddy right just, just don't tell that to a flat earther. I just, yeah, I know, right? I just what they, to... I think they turn into flat sheets of water. <laughs> droplets it's, in it's, the space. They turn into drywall. Cir- circles don't even exist. <laughs> I, uh... like, that's it. No, I've I've heard that. And like I think any movie, any space movie you watch when like liquid goes out into space, it turns into little balls. Yeah, can can you see uh the, there's been vi- uh, like videos of uh, astronauts who who will purposely like kind of squeeze, like, yeah, squeeze water HDO and, just, like, yeah. and then yeah. yeah. You, you knew too, motherfucker. You just forgot. You know, I mean, it's just like I <clears throat> that was like tickling the rat for me. I'm like, ha, look at them. They're drinking they're drinking spheres out of the air. Woo! And so for all you flat earthers out there, at one time the earth was a giant molten ball of lava, and therefore it cooled into a sphere in outer space, which is why we have a globe. Yeah. Mm, mm. So by sphere, do you mean flat piece of paper? <laughs> Bingo. <laughs> Bingo. Got it. <laughs> and finally, did you know you cannot taste food unless it is mixed with saliva? I thought it always had to do with one of the four. There's like sweet, salty, sour, and something or other. But I guess your mouth has to moisten that shit up. Yeah, saliva has to. Wow. Well, I mean, I guess that that makes sense because your taste buds. You know, people people perceive taste in different ways. And then you have saliva, and you have your pussies. You'd be like, oh, I don't like spicy. Like, yeah, God, I figure figures. But if that's true, how come every cottonmouth motherfucker you see in 7-Eleven is just chowing down on some nachos and chili cheese dogs? Because he, eats, he drinks a fucking Slurpee or Big Gulp prior to fucking ingesting said food. Right. Come on, buddy. In but no, nah, I mean, it's like, it's a, taste is like a complex fucking sense 
that happens between like your your fucking mouth and your nose. Because like you've, I'm sure you've heard like if you hold your nose, things you don't taste things. We get the same thing. Like no. you need you need you also need to smell it to taste it. To yeah, which is why I hold my nose every time I do a shot of Fireball. Because it's fucking it's disgusting. Oh, well, it is terrible. That's true. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like you, you, can, you won't smell it. Or like if you're all stuffed up, like you've ever been sick and you're eating, you're like, oh, I don't even taste this shit. Yeah, it's bland. Yeah. Mm. Maybe you, you know, were, I've you never had COVID Fireball. You ever, you ever had Fireball, huh? I've never, never had Fireball. You're not missing anything. Good. I had one today. It was fucking terrible. <clears throat> yeah, don't worry about that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's not a checklist. I've had, but I've had more Goldschlager than I'd like to admit. That's at least somewhat <laughs> I used to drink Goldschlager a lot too at Frostburg. It was a problem. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I had less saliva to taste that Goldschlager <laughs> and Jägermeister. <laughs> Jägers, oh, can't do it. Oh man, I don't know, man. I could go. I I might get me a, I might get me a little bottle of Jäger for Christmas time. Just a little something to sip on. Uh, I remember my brother went through a fucking phase where he was just only doing Jaeger bombs, and I was like, "Why? Why are we doing this?" Like I, I'm like 23, and I'm a borderline alcoholic, and I don't even do this. What, 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 Why are we doing this? <laughs> we're doing this because I need to take my entire body through that sheet of drywall. That's why we're doing this. <laughs> well, say say less. <laughs> we're there. Tis the season. And that, my friends. That, my friends, is your Fun Fact Friday. <sighs> All right. Hey, on before you go, because the middle class holes do memorandums better than anyone in any podcast you have ever seen in your entire life. We got a double for you, a double cameo. You buy one ticket, you get to see two goddamn movies. Christy Alley and the late great judge and boxing Referee Mills Lane have passed away this week. God damn it. <sighs> I know. And uh, was it, it wasn't, uh, what was Christy Alley in Cheers? Kirstie Alley. It's Kirstie. Be Kirstie Alley in Cheers. Um, yeah, Cheers. Look who's talking. That's right. Talking Two. <laughs> uh, uh, Weight, Weight Watchers or Jenny Craig Ooh. or whatever that was, whichever one she was on. And so, then off. She also starred in Scientology for a bit. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. She got Elrond. So, first of all, it was Rebecca Howe who took over for, uh, uh, Christ, I don't know, somebody. Uh, in Cheers. Diane Chambers was the, yes. Diane Chambers was the character. Yes, that's correct. Uh, but uh, did you think about it? Like, Runaway, Family Sid, Blind Date, Lover Boy, Sibling Rivalry. Uh, Isn't Lover Boy? Yeah, that's, yeah. David's mother. She. You know her fucking her film credits not as long as I thought it would be. Well, I mean, because a lot of the, back at back by midnight with Rodney Dangerfield did kind of fall <laughs> off there, right? Yeah. But I mean, listen, man, when you're but, on like four, like four seasons, five seasons with Cheers, which was the staple, which yeah. the the absolute uh, best sitcom of the early '90s. That's a good resume. Yeah, I'll say this. She's one of these actresses that benefited from the era before, like, you had to work out. Like, she was naturally kind of hot, which made her extra hot for that time frame. Because if she was out today, <clears throat> wouldn't have flown. Yeah. That that bird would not have gotten off the uh, the, the, the power line. You're right. You're right. Yeah, that's fair. 
Right. <clears throat> and Shelly Long leaving. Yeah. That was a big part. Yeah, I actually thought she was a better character for the show than Shelly Long was. I thought that fucking Sam, Diane fucking love triangle thing of a jig with Fraser Crane was just stupid. And then Rebecca comes in. It's like, okay, all right, I right. like this. So you like hotter than Diane? But you, but you liked her and uh, John Travolta and Look Who's Talking. You were like, yeah, that's that. that yeah, that was sense. that was pure garbage. I mean, the <laughs> only reason she got that was Scientology. She probably met uh, John Travolta while they were both going clear on the way out, just like chatting it up, like, oh, I'm doing this movie. Bruce Willis is a baby. Like, really? Because this sounds like a fucking yeah. Well, I, and all of us I, douchebags. I've always maintained that Look Who's Talking was overshadowed slightly by the fact that uh, it came out at the same time as Home Alone. So, I mean, if they had, like, staggered it a little bit, I think Look Who's Talking would be, you know, monumentally acclaimed, in my opinion. It was a, it was a pretty good film. I'm totally kidding. It should have been <laughs> The second one was fucking... Why? Uh, well, because it's Look Who's Talking again. That's why. <laughs> Is, it, is, it, is that what it's called? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, I don't. Can I be? I'm be honest with you for here. Um, Look who's talking is the reason I found out how babies are made. Because at the very beginning, the opening credit scene, it's yeah. the uh, the sperm flying up the uh, fallopian tube, and right. they're like competing with each other. And my dad yeah, yeah, yeah. just refused. My dad never had to talk with me. To the so I'm like watching of- this as a. Round, round, get around. I get around. Yeah. 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 Look out. Here we go. Did you know there's a look who's talking now? There's a third one. Why? Well, I know who's not talking now. Kiersey Alley, dead. It's 71. (laughs) (laughs) What is that? fucking terrible. Middle class all is in memorandum, everyone. All right. And then Judge Mills Lane. Uh, made famous by by a lot of boxing matches. Uh, holy the ones I remember are Holyfield Bow Two, where Propeller Man flew into the ring, and then the uh, infamous Mike Tyson biting by he, when he bit Vander Holyfield's ear off. And then, yeah, dude, course- Mills Lane was like, what? When you imagine what a boxing referee is, it's fucking Mills Lane with that voice. He's like, he's that that. that- yeah. 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 All of it, man. And he was a judge. He was like a literal judge. And he was like, fuck this. I'm going to go be a professional boxing referee. Well, they, like, they, 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 he had the show. He, they, there was a Judge Mills Lane show that yeah. came on after Judge Joe Brown, before Judge Judy, I think. <laughs> I I think my favorite, uh, my favorite match that he refereed was probably like either Jerry Seinfeld versus Tim Allen. Uh, and and I think t- there was a Mariah Carey, Jim Carrey that was a fucking classic. I think it was a fucking WBC, like welterweight fucking clash. Are you if talking about MTV yeah. Celebrity Deathmatch? Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. <laughs> you were talking about real boxers. No. Yeah. That, that's the only thing I care about with Mills Lane <laughs> is Clay Mills Lane uh, <laughs> laying down the rules for Clay, Jim Carrey, and Mariah Carey to then fight it to the death. <laughs> Yeah, I always like the like because because I watched a lot of boxing with my dad in the early through the early early nineties, like actually late eighties through the early two thousands, and I always just like laugh about him 
that they would they would put Mills Lane in heavyweight boxing fights, and then him mm-hmm. trying to separate him, like, all right, let's go break him up. He's like, <laughs> Jesus, he's fucking five five. Can you get anyone fucking bigger? <laughs> him trying to push Lennox Lewis and Holyfield apart, like, yeah, all right, guys, come on, let's go, let's get. Ugh. Rest in rest in peace. And God damn it, Alan, you stole my thunder. Uh, was it MTV Deathmatch? God, what a great celebrity deathmatch. Death match. What a good show. What a good show. Good stuff. Mm. Love it. All right. Tell the kiddos and the kidettes where you can find us, and let's start up the uh, social media comment of the week. Yeah, yeah. So, of course, please check us out on all our favorite social media platforms. We're at MDL Class Holes on Instagram and Twitter. We're the Middle Class Holes on Facebook and TikTok. And you can check us out for your listening pleasures on Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts. But as Wes alluded to, that's right. We're going to start a new little bit and see if it works. Uh, we get some zany people talking zany shit on our YouTube channels, our TikTok channels, comments from people about flat earths and aliens, and sometimes even double dating with your daughter. Who knows? So we're going <laughs> to read some of them for you this evening, and we'll see how it, we'll see how it goes. Yeah, so we start off with the uh, aliens are real. This is from uh, a YouTube short where I said that I wouldn't be convinced at the fact that uh, aliens were real unless I saw someone walking off a platform and saying, hey, I'm a Bobcat Goldweight. So the gentleman says it's Muay Thai Sorrow says, well, how does he quote Wes? Uh, no, it hasn't happened yet. Maybe it just hasn't happened to him. And I know you two ass hats are going to be like, yep, yep. See, no, that makes sense. Yeah, no. yeah it's got a good point. Right? Uh, I mean, Muay Thai Sorrow is not wrong. Uh I like that he knew who you were. I guess he paid attention enough to our show. He was like, that dickhead's Wes. I'm going to put, I'm going to quote him. I'm going to be like, that fucking asshole. Not the other two who believe. Uh, Fucking, yeah, he's right, man. Why do you know? Well, because I said, it's got to walk off the pad. I'm Bobcat Goldberg, and that's it. But, okay, so it's specific. Does it specifically have to happen to you, or does it at least have to be like, because I feel like if there was a TV camera around, you would call camera trickery or bullshit, like in some capacity. Does it specifically have to happen to you? What if it happened to legit no, happen to me or Alan? It doesn't specifically have, an, have to happen to me. No, that's, that's nonsense. Question. Like, Come what on. if it happened to me and I was like, it fucking happened, man? Sure. Yeah. yeah. I, I need to. I need. I, I would need to check check your butthole, yeah. of course. But uh, I, yeah, that, that's that's understandable. Yeah. I mean. That's what if it, okay okay South Park. what if they didn't what if they what if they didn't check his butthole what if they were like like respectable aliens okay like you know like there's there's good ghosts mm-hmm. and there's bad ghosts mm-hmm. okay mm-hmm. and and so like may, maybe if you had a good ghost okay like i don't know like the ghost of john leguizamo i know he's still alive or the ghost <laughs> the ghost of kirstie alley okay mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. maybe she just uh like like helps you like uh like maybe you put too much flour and your uh, your measuring cup, and she just gently brushes some out for you. That's a nice ghost, right? So maybe not she, all aliens are checking buttholes. Gotcha. So <clears throat> here's a question for you, Wes. Uh, let's say hypothetically that fucking lands in front of you, ramp comes down, fucking steam for effect, and fucking <laughs> out out comes not Bobcat Goldthwait, but Curtis Armstrong, who played Booger from Nerds, The Revenge of the Nerd, mm-hmm. would he satisfy your your fucking 
your alien truth? Uh, it doesn't he, have to be Bobcat. He would be he would be inched towards the yes. That that okay. I mean the cusp of that, yeah. I mean it's it's like <laughs> Curtis. He'd, he'd be like, oh, I wouldn't really want to meet Booker. <laughs> I wanted to meet God Bobcat. <laughs> I mean, I'd I'd prefer uh, I'd prefer John Belushi, but I'll take Booker. That's fine. Okay. 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 <laughs> I didn't think we were giving you fucking esteemed stars. We were giving you. Yeah. I just, no, I want I want Christy Alley walking out, and be like, no, it's a teaspoon. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't realize that aliens were Zool from fucking Ghostbusters. <laughs> Apparently, I'd fuck Zool. By the way, <laughs> uh, uh, Zool, Zool, Zool was a Ukrainian gymnast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I actually did a lot of research on Zool <laughs> mm, on on Bing image search. Yeah, a lot of posters. <laughs> Alan, tell us about the next one. Oh, man. So our next one comes from YouTube. Uh, there was a bit we did not that long ago about a daughter and mother going on double dates together. And if I remember correctly, they were smoking hot and almost like sisters. And it was kind of weird. We didn't I don't think we got a lot of detail on it, but it was kind of weird. But look, I tell you, there's a concerned mother that got into our YouTube comments and she did not take kindly to our haranguing of this mother daughter duo. Okay, so Nene D, I'm assuming she's a grandmother. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Nene D said, maybe the mother's doing this to protect her daughter. Fair, Nene D. Yeah. And, then the, and, the, and then the middle class holes, nobody yeah. included, who said what? Nobody, nobody specifically <laughs> said, hey, maybe, maybe still a little weird, though, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And Nene D took fucking exception. She did not, she did not find it funny. She said, my daughter is in her early teens and not yet old enough to date, but if she were in her 20s, and I could pull off looking like her sister, I would be tempted to do something like this. Just to ensure she stays away from drugs, alcohol, and messed up men, Wesley. Mm. Plus, double dating would be more safe, particularly when meeting people from online. Fair point, Nene D. That, that, you know, I'm not even going to harass you here. I think, I think you're a good upstanding lady, and I, you're probably in your 60s, and I don't want to offend you. Nene D, can't you fucking take pride in the fact that you have raised your person or daughter or whatever in a in a uh, matter of fact manner and then you're going to send them out in the fucking world why do you have to fucking overlook them in their fucking late teens and early 20s huh yeah Christ, can't also, you it was like she, what's up i was gonna say if she's gen z you lose a little street cred if you haven't been catfished i think so don't hold her back is what i'm saying right you know nene d i understand you being protective but sometimes she's got to find out that you know, Billy Armstrong from down the street is actually fucking Ted Cruz or something. <laughs> I mean, yeah, something weird. <laughs> so just let her learn. Lessons learned, you know? I was like, Nene D stands for need, need dick. And she needs her daughter <laughs> to intercept some for her. Oh, man. Booyah. That, right, Nene D, you heard it. Yeah, need dick. Maybe, maybe listen to us again if you care. <laughs> Next one comes yes, from me. It sounds like she just wants. God. Well, it just sounds like she wants to like use her daughter's gravitational pull to yank that, to yank in the drugs, the booze, and the cock, and so she can have it all for herself. She is sounds like a cock blocker. Hmm. Or a cock or she, Yeah, she's gonna show up and steal her her girl's man or her daughter's man. Hmm. Exactly. Hmm. Doing her dirty. <sighs> 
she's had the whole she's had she's had the old bull. Now she wants the young calf. I get what you're saying, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, we move on. What's the next one? Wait. Next one comes from a YouTube video: AT and T Lily body shaming. This one's got this goddamn video has gotten like ten ten thousand uh, plus views. This was uh, where Lily uh, basically said, "I'm not gonna." I'm not going to showcase the world my body because people have been body shaming me because I'm uh, recently pregnant. This comes from uh, Sweat Terminator. She's a gorgeous girl with a baby. Leave her alone. I think I commented. I was like, damn, we said the same thing. What you, you didn't watch <laughs> Did the you fucking listen? video. <laughs> you didn't listen to the whole bit. <laughs> we, were, we were complimenting Lily. We love her. She's beautiful. Her, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah sweat, we were, we ter- sweat Terminator. Yeah. Terminators don't sweat, by the way. That's bullshit. <laughs> maybe maybe he's human deodorant or antiperspirant and he himself terminates sweat you ever think about that Man, i didn't dive too much into his uh his call <laughs> name by the way <laughs> <laughs> no i believe our comment was like yeah your ass may be fat but we want to see that fat ass Damn. yeah i was like i i think i said lily fart in my face is what i said <laughs> I, I probably said something crass as well. So <laughs> I don't remember, but yeah, I think that the moral of that that whole bit was that we are fans of yeah. Lily's body and we do not shame it. Lily, at all. spread your cheeks, put your butthole on my nose, and fart. That's what I said. <laughs> spread your cheeks. <laughs> hey, man, sweat Terminator, it'll be okay. Relax. Moving on. <laughs> This one actually comes from a friend of ours, a personal friend, a a, a, a brother, a fraternal brother, if you will. Uh, at some point in time, we we did a bit about new birthday fleshlight, and this was on Instagram. I believe it was circling around West getting like a fucking gift card from his mother, and uh, yeah, what to spend it on? And what yeah. to spend it on? And somehow a fleshlight came out of it, and Duval took took exception and wanted to just narrate and make sure that everybody else watching <laughs> understood that Wes, is, Wes had conceived in his mind during our podcast that my mom gave me a gift card. I, should, I bought a flashlight. Uh, I don't, you know, Duval, thank you for that. We need, you know, we needed clarification. I don't think people really understood what happened in that video. It was obscure. It, we didn't say anything about Amazon gift cards or flashlights uh, in the whole bit. So I'm glad that you were able to to read between the lines and really get it what Wes was wanting for his birthday. Appreciate, from his appreciate it, Duval. Love you. <laughs> uh, next comes from uh, intra uh, intra communication breakdown via TikTok. Interpersonal communications breakdown. Yeah, yeah. That's a, that's what yeah, I said. That's it. That's what I said. Uh, and it's a clan cooler crux. Jesus Christ. Clan cooler crux. Clan cooler crux. And then, uh, for those of you who don't know, Murr. Uh, took a class uh, at Cecil Community College, and someone who was working at, as a as a mortician talked about what he say. He's like, when you put the uh, when you put shit in their veins, it, it's like ragu in their. Uh, <laughs> it's, just, it's like jelly, <laughs> something like that. <laughs> he was he was commenting on the texture of cutting into the like the human anatomy, essentially. Okay. So this person says, yeah, but they need to learn how to talk to people. They're dealing with tons of people who are emotionally all over the place. Mm. Mm. So, 
I mean, that's, hey. I mean, Clay Cooler. Oh, God damn, I can't even say it. Clay Cooler Crux. Was the mortician mean to you? What if a loved one passed? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's they were what, probably just weird to him. That's what this sounds like. <laughs> Listen, I'm gonna fill. Per- I'm gonna fill your grandmother here with the, uh, with the, uh, with a syringe <laughs> here, and I'm gonna slap, slap that vein nice and tight. Uh, like, <laughs> it was probably like it's probably like it was probably like him going up like you know, Meemaw looks looks really really pleasant in the casket. Yeah, her skin wasn't clammy at all, which means the makeup went on without any smudges. And it's like, oh, exactly. Yeah. 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 Like, that's exactly what happened. The fucking, the person who chose to work with dead people is bad with people's skins, is the surprise here. But that's absolutely right. Like, that, I don't ever talk to them. I try to avoid them at all costs. Yeah. They've got weird cold hands. I think it's like, I'll take your word for it, man. That's. Whatever you got. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Christ. Hey, Mur, yeah, Mur, like, Mur, Mur, did you think yeah. like, like, <clears throat> did you think when this person was given that speech, you're like, man, this, per- this person needs some skills. He needs to like fine tune some things. Okay. I think what I thought about this guy, and I definitely didn't think about him in the realm of like communicating with family members, like while their loved ones were fucking lifeless in a fucking wooden box. But, yeah, he definitely didn't strike me as the guy that I wanted to go out to the bar with and, you know, have a fun, whimsical conversation, you know, after hours at a happy hour that doesn't exist anymore. He, he was a weird dude, but I'm like, OK, if this is the type of human that gets into like painting bodies and fucking fill them with formaldehyde. Great a candidate right there. Like, be good at what you're good at. That's it. Like, I don't have to. I person went. To- go ahead. No, no they, you don't have to be good at everything. Be good at the thing you're good at. Like, you don't have to be good at talking to the families. Just be really good at making the bodies look good. That's your job. Be good at make, filling raviolis. Yeah. Like, I, yeah, I think he's right. Like, you don't got to be able to talk to people. Look, you went to school to be a quarter of a doctor and a whole esthetician. All right. You can do makeup and you can do like one single medical procedure and only on dead people. But you did that. And so you don't have to talk to people, I think. You've done both of those things, and mm. those don't require you to talk to people. They require you to cut open fucking jellified aortas mm. and fucking slather fucking Maybelline on Mabel. Yeah. That's it. Maybe huh? it's Nabel- yeah. maybe it's Nabeline. And hey, look, get some of the Bill Mays fucking glue up there. Yeah, get some of that fucking Billy Mays paste. <laughs> You're pretty fucking good on monkey skulls. <laughs> that's that's living. Dead whatever we want. Yeah, fuck it. <laughs> my in. brain's are my brain's already hemorrhaged. Don't worry about yeah. it. Look, even if a little leaks out, you can just shave it down and you're not gonna feel it. Right. Sand it. Just sand it down. It was a nice smooth finish. <laughs> I will say that the last open casket funeral that I've been to, they did a hell of a job. Homeboy looked better in the casket than he did like the days before he died. I was like, damn, they should have invited yeah. him over before it happened. <laughs> yeah. My uh my grandma looked pretty good. She didn't look so good. Yeah. Little days leading up to her. So she looked pretty good. Yeah. Did yeah, I tell you I didn't, I didn't know that like uh th- that uh caskets had like platforms underneath that like raised like propped you up so you're just like 
and then they wheel this thing and it's like hi family look at my body <laughs> oh, oh we're going we're going to put me in a hole now yep 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 <laughs> you know, i watched her do it and i was like what's happening here it's like a little false platform that raises him up and they'd have like a little winch. I had no idea. Damn, grandma's got some core still. All right. Fucking crazy, man. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, last one via yes. Instagram. This is beautiful. Yeah. Mur- so this is who's count. Is this the one? Uh, I believe this is the one where we talked about penis lengths around the world. Is, is that it, correct? This is a this is a map of the of the world yes. that, ta- the world. that discussed uh, average penis size of every country. Yes. And we found out that like Koreans have the biggest dicks, which is wild, right? No, no, no. Uh, Koreans have bigger no. penises than the person. It's it, actually it's somewhere in it's like Congo or or, or Ivory Coast. No, I, I I thought it was a South American country. No, no, no. definitely like East African. Oh no, I think he's right because we were like, oh, like Latinos and Asians. We thought they were like roughly in the same category, but find find come to find out, South American dudes, giant dicks. Yeah, I think he's right. It was like Ecuador or something. Bolivia. Either way, we're fine. Yeah, yeah. Listen, Bolivia, you're right. The biggest dicks are not in Africa, categorically. Fun facts for you. So, who's counting? On IG, on Instagram, that is. uh, I think the name is interesting because it's, it's, is it George's Ibona? (laughs) And I think, like, I think that's a, that's a, that's a play on Boner. So I'm going to say it's George's Ibona. So, George's (laughs) Ibona said to us, I never knew that manhood could be enlarged. I recently discovered an herbalist on Instagram at doctors underscore otors underscore herbs. Check that out on Instagram, guys. <laughs> Shameless plug. This doctor sent me a herbal product for penis enhancement to help my penis grow bigger and cured my erection issues. I never knew that herbs are so powerful. My fellow men should try this. I definitely 100% don't think this is an ad that would scam us into an herbal penis enhancement. No. Uh, I think this is a, a gentleman named Georgia, Georgius, probably Greek, and he's he's got a bona that wasn't working, <laughs> and he found a doctor on Instagram to give him some herbs, and bam, penis erect. I think he's legit, guys. What do you think? Yeah, I, I mean, I like don't know what country he's from. I want to know uh, if uh, he stands up. You know, Christ, if he's from the lower third of the penis size, fuck that. <laughs> Middle, cool. I'll give you some. Uh, I'll give you some clout. But he does. He did throw the doctors underscore odors underscore herb two underscores. Uh, Christ, I. I, yeah, I, pause. I mean, I, I think pause. that's how you know it's real. Actually, yeah, yeah, an er- herbal thing. I mean, hey, throw throw a little bit uh, rosemary or whatever else in my tea, and things are fucking plowing through at ten a.m. I'm in. I'm in. Mur. He's in. Tickle All right, our, middle class holes, everyone. Take your easy. Tickle our, tickle our tummies at gmail.com if you'd like to email us. <laughs> hey, it's look, it's it's a doctor's research center in Sidpur Muli Dharmashala. I think it's in India. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, think, mm-hmm. I, think, I think George's Ibona is looking a little suspect at this point. Yeah, I replied to him. I said, "Hey, is this?" Say? He didn't reply back. Oh, see, God damn it! Maybe, maybe I came at him too, like too, too aggressively. Were you like, "Oh, my penis is flaccid and my fleshlight goes unused"? I was like, "Oh, I have a limp <laughs> dick. I've had it for ten years. Show me the way." 
<laughs> My mom gave me a flashlight, and I don't know what to do with it. <laughs> I've been eating KFC night and day, but those 11 herbs and spices have not helped at all. I need I your herbs. herbs get my hands on and none of them had made my penis erect (laughs) (laughs) my girlfriend's waiting anxiously (laughs) we get some interesting things on our on our social medias so please post on our social medias I don't want to repeat them again so go back and listen to them but if you're listening to us you can find that's right Uh, yeah, check us out. Anything else, guys? We good? You said the email. Uh, I don't know, babe. What do y'all want for Christmas? I don't give a shit. Good night. <laughs> Red Rider BB gun. <laughs> Red Rider, Red Rider BB gun. The uh, Give me a big old The Mia Khalifa fucking flashlight. <laughs> Most every day. I was seen to find myself late Might be on ass fuck I'm still riding like a pup I fell down But my dick's still up Well, sometimes I may need a hand when I'm just too drunk to stay I don't need your sympathy Keep your judgment too Cause you just give it a little pull And my dick's strong like bull Ready to satisfy my woman the whole night through I get drunk most every day Everyone knows Fuck